Joe, we're about 85 hours away from what's possibly one of the, I was going to say six greatest moments of my life. (laughs) Then I forget. I got <laughs> you have two more. Got, Oops. That's okay. right. Right. No. Oh, right. No. Yeah. Because you, you, you got the Bruins in 2011. Right. The Red Sox you, you in got 04. The in 07. I, I was big with the Red Sox okay. in 04 and 07. Well, a couple kids in there. So, yeah, one of the top 10 greatest moments of my life. Hopefully, this Sunday, Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta, Georgia, Super Bowl 53 between. The St. Louis Rams of Los Angeles versus the greatest team in the history of football, the New England Patriots. Welcome to Super Bowl 53 Unnecessary Preview. I, I don't I don't know about you, but I, I find a lack of coverage of this. So I I think we're performing a service. Um yeah, this is good. This is gonna be try to keep it about on the shorter side of a half hour of completely self-indulgent theater. Um, Joe, here's my hot take. The New England Patriots are the greatest team in the history of football. <laughs> Your thoughts? I concur. So, with, without boring even you to death, uh, this is Brady's 17th year as a starter. And we talked about it a little bit last week. He's gone... To, uh, what is it? Well, how many conf- 13, 13 AFC title games. It's like 74%. Drew Brees this year broke the record for accuracy with a quarterback at 70.2% like, passing. Mm. Brady has a better chance of going to the AFC title game than <laughs> Drew Brees does of completing a pass. He has a better statistical chance of getting to. You know the AFC title game, the LeBron James does of hitting a free throw. I mean that that's that's mind numbing, and the fact that this is his ninth Super Bowl, and and Tony Romo's first, and Tony Tony Romo finally makes it to a Super Bowl, and well deserved, I might say. Ah, uh, you're such a hack. Go on. No, I mean it's sad, but it's true. And look, if 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 Tony Romo was half the quarterback, he is an announcer, or half the quarterback, Dallas fans think he was he would have been there before mm-hmm. but staying positive um yeah the patriots uh you know we'll, we'll talk predictions at the end and some of the fun prop bets that are happening it's, i don't do any of that stuff it's just fun to read them it is it is great uh right now brady brady's the only one uh straight up you know a one one a one to one uh mvp and uh, um and jared goth Agoff, uh, the uh, quarterback for the Rams, is uh, two to one, two to one odds of winning the MVP. Okay, and they're the only ones, and then it goes from there. But more, more importantly, um, it is. It's the ninth time that Brady's made it in, in seventeen years, and it's been done. I, I, I think after really after number four um, with uh, with the Seahawks. And and coming back and, and you know in, in that game, I think that ended the debate. I, I really I really do because a free agency because of salary cap. There's just so many more teams. But then after the Atlanta comeback, there's his legacy is cemented. Like like win or lose, you cannot have the debate anymore. Who's but the greatest? What about Joe Montana? Don't well, you think? So what what is the one argument that people make? He was four for four in the Super Bowl 
and never threw an interception in the Super Bowl. Fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And, and you know, you hate arguing against greatness. But again, this is coming from somebody who will tell you why Bobby Orr's greater of a hockey player than Wayne Gretzky, though I have both numbers tattooed on me. So it's hard to say, well, Gretzky wasn't the greatest and this is why. That's a great stat. Four Super Bowl titles, you know, four for four. Um, Tom Brady doesn't have a video game named after him, though. A Sega Genesis video game. I think, God, is Terry Bradshaw four for four? Did Terry Bradshaw lose lose a Super Bowl? He must have lost a Super Bowl. Did they make it to five? Or you think three and four? You know, because Bradshaw has won four Super Bowls. He's him, him and Joe Montana. I think there's they're the only two that have the few people have three, mm. but I think Joe Montana and Terry Bradshaw are the only ones with four Super Bowls. But I, he might have lost one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and I hate to say that he might have not won five, but <laughs> but he. Um, but that's the thing. It's like after the Atlanta thing and, and the way he came back and stuff like that. He has every record. And yes, it is impressive that Joe Montana has won four Super Bowls, four for four, never threw an interception in Super Bowl. However, he didn't win um, four NFC title games or five NFC title games. And in the NFC title game, you know, one NFC title game to the Giants, he lost 45 to three. Do you ever remember Brady losing a game 45 to three? Ever or hearing in the backyard, he lost like uh, I, I, no. I, mean, I don't think he's lost two games, forty-five to three combined. And and so and, and then in the uh, NFC title games, Joe Montana didn't win. Uh, he threw more picks than he threw touchdowns. I think he's like five for four. It, you know, and again, it's a different game. He had Jerry Rice for two of them, um, and and that's not to take away from you know his greatness. I mean, Joe Montana was great, different era, but with salary cap. With free agency, it's harder to keep teams together, and 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 it's harder to keep great dynasties. I mean, you whether it's the uh, Montreal Canadiens in the fifties, and the Yankees in the fifties, or the Yankees in the seventies, and the Montreal Canadiens in the seventies. I mean, these are dynasties that you know lasted. I mean, uh, you know, just sticking on football. the The Niners dynasty was a five six year run. Dallas in the nineties was a four. They won like three and four years or five and they won three in like five years and toggle back and forth. I mean, it was great, but I mean, you're talking, this will never happen again. And that's not partisanism. That's not being the homer that I am. You will never have a quarterback go to nine Super Bowls um, in a 17 year career. Uh, so I, I think it's done, but, but sticking to this game, um, you know, the Rams are, are a great team. I mean, the, no shitty team makes it to the Super Bowl. Right. Let's look at the – you want to break it down by – you know, break it down, yes. Exactly, as you dance like the white man you are. <laughs> sad. White people look at me and say, oh, man, you're giving us a bad name. Right. It's funny how you can dance fat in a chair. <laughs> it's, just, it's just, like, amazing how you can pull that off with such finesse and panache and other words oh, like that. Panache? Yeah. Um – what I was going to say was, let's look at the let's look at the Rams' offense and defense. What what do you see in them that could pose a threat to the New England Patriots? Their offense is great. Uh, you know, um, it's funny because you know Cooks, our receiver last year, who just beat the Saints the week before, was a Saint, was a Patriot, and he beat 
the Saints, and now he's going up against the Patriots. I can't hold the job. Um, but their head coach is is an offensive genius. Like he he is to the offense in his thirties what Belichick was to defenses in his thirty. And you know, I don't think it's a coincidence, or uh, you know, they got a lucky call, sure, but. They, you, you should never be one call away from a game, uh, especially if you're home, you know, the Saints. Mm-hmm. So I'm not taking anything away. They got a great offense. I mean, they they have a great running game. I mean, they, they have, you know, uh, he was runner-up or, or consider, you know, Gurley for the MVP last year, their running back. Uh, Jared Goff is a good young quarterback. I, you know, I don't think he's Mahomes level. But he's definitely, you know, top tier quarterback in the league. So they have a great receiving core. They got a great offensive line. That's one of their one of their strong points is they have a fantastic offensive line. The Patriots defense has been better. Um they don't have the best pass rush. It was surpri- It was literally surprising that the most quarterback hits and sacks that they had all year came in the conference title game. <laughs> against Mahomes, yeah, right. You know, against a good scrambling quarterback. Right. Um can they do that two games in a row? You know, who knows? Uh, but yeah, I mean, the the Rams offensively are great. Defensively, and I hate the fact that a complete piece of human excrement and Dominic Sue, um, who probably should be in prison, you know, is, is I mean, he's, he's, was he the number one overall draft pick with the Lions? And he had like, Five overrated years with the Lions, and then he had like three overrated years with the Rams. I'm sorry, with the um, the Dolphins, but now he's put it together. Uh, they they have a uh, talk about shit luck going from the fucking Lions to the Dolphins, right? Like loser franchise. Oh, and, and the Dolphins, the Dolphins paid him so much money. I mean, so much money, and I don't think he ever made it. He might have to. He might have played one playoff game with the Dolphins, but in his whole career, he's played like two playoff games, lost them both. You know, before this year, Atib Khalib, um, who was a safety with the Patriots, who ended up beating the Patriots twice with the Denver Broncos. I mean, he's older, but he's still. I mean, he's not like a shutdown corner, but he's still pretty effing good. Um, and again, they they you know. They're not, there's no glaring weak link. And it's funny because a couple years ago when they were a shitty team, they had this punter. And I've never heard, other than Lawrence Taylor, I've never heard Bill Belichick gush about a player like he gushes about the Rams punter. And he has been for a couple years about what a weapon he is. And it's funny because it was, it was two years ago when they played the Rams. And... Their kicker, their punter was their best player. I mean, it's funny that somebody who's going to be on the field as little as possible if things go your way. Big fish, small pond, you know? (laughs) But he is. He's great. I mean, so their special teams is good. Their offense is very good. Their defense, I mean, again, can you get lucky and be in a shitty division and get in the playoffs? Sure. Can you maybe, can a bad team, I mean... A couple of years ago, Tim Tebow upset the Steelers and actually won a playoff game. Then he came into Gillette the next week and lost like 40 points. I mean, yeah, you can. But in this day and age, again, you know, with free agency, with uh, salary cap and stuff like that, you know, there's no shitty teams that make it to the Super Bowl. And, and there have been, you know, back in the. 
you know, there, there, there was a time when AFC teams just got embarrassed by the NFC in playoffs. And then the was, New England Patriots, uh, for yeah, example. You, know, you don't know. You don't. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> You're wearing the symbol of the team that got embarrassed by the Chicago Bears. Uh, they didn't get embarrassed by the Packers when they lost to them, but hey, you know, no. Anyways, but that, no, that was a flying Elvis era, to be honest. It, yes, it was. I think was that the, the first, first. It was the yeah, first year with the flying Elvis, ninety-five season, right? So they, um, so, but but yeah, I mean, there's not going to be a blowout. I don't think, like with the Chargers, that it was blowout, or like it looked like there was going to be a blowout with Kansas City. I expect more of a Kansas City, you know, thing. But that's it. The Rams have oh, a great. great. Oh, they also have, you know, Wade Phillips, who he's been a head coach. He was head coach for Dallas for like five or six years. And he's one of those guys, I think he, I don't know what his record is. Gosh, I should have, I should have looked this up, but he had the the Denver defense that beat the Patriots twice in the AFC title game a few years back. So Wade Phillips is probably, probably one of the two, three best defensive coordinators in the last 20 years. In football, I mean, he's never been out of a job. His teams are always in the playoffs. Uh, he's one of these guys that has a scheme and sticks to it, but it's worked for a long time. So, I mean, he's somebody who has played against Tom Brady maybe 15, 16 times and probably, you know, four or five times in the playoffs. So it's going to be um, – it's not going to be – the, the Chargers coming to New England. Now let's look at the Pats' defense. What do you see as their strengths, and what do they need to work on? Uh, it's it's so all season long, their 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 line hasn't been great. Their defensive line hasn't been great. They don't get to the quarterback a lot. Uh, they don't do well against scrambling quarterbacks. But again, that was then it happens in KC. So what the hell? Right, and, and their their last their last four games, and, and and granted, it's Buffalo at home at the end of the season, who has nothing to play for except not getting hurt going into the off season. They're playing the Jets at home with literally less than nothing to play for. Let's get through this game. Let's not get hurt. Let's get on the bus. Let's go home. Um, but then the, the the Chargers, then the you know, then KC on the road, good teams with great quarterbacks. And, you know, granted, <laughs> they gave up 31 points in two quarters to Mahomes. That's, that's you know. Uh, you know, it's better late than never. Or did Mahomes just sort of turn it on? Well, it, end, it, like, it's right? one of those things where it's desperation time. They just air it out. And and that that is the Achilles heel with the Patriots defense. It's... They don't get off the field on third down. They're not great. They they are worse statistically on third and long. Like they are worse on more than third and five than they are less than third and five. I mean, if it's third and one, fourth and an inch, they can stop it. They can stop it. You know, third and nine. Ah. Oh no, our secondary. <laughs> ah. And and that's the thing. It's like they 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 um they have gotten to the quarterback more. Um, Goff is not Mahomes. He is not. I don't think he's a Philip Rivers. I don't. Um, but you know, McVay, their coach is, is ha- just like Belichick has two weeks to figure out a way to scheme against you know their best players. It's going to be interesting. Um, uh, it's going to be interesting to scheme against for the defenses to scheme against Cook, who was on the roster last year. How good is or how how does 
how is Goff under pressure? Not like scrambling, you know, does he not a, not a top? I mean, he's not a bottom ten quarterback, but I don't think under pressure he's not some. He's not Mahomes where you got him. And then he throws it sidearm, no look across the field behind his back under his leg, kind of nothing but Harlem Globetrotter, right? Exactly. You didn't call bank, you know, <laughs> t- you know, type thing. Uh, so that's the thing. It's like the defense. You know, Kyle Van Noy has had a good year. Oh, that's you mentioned it earlier. They have Gronk, Edelman, and and Brady. I mean, and- I mentioned I mentioned it last podcast. Oh, that was last podcast. Sorry, See, we're doing. We'll get to that. I pull- We're talking about the defense right now. I was going to mosey right into the offense, but go on. They haven't had Hightower in the last in last year's Super Bowl either. You know Hightower, who against against the Sea Chickens, everybody remembers the Malcolm Butler, you know, pick one of the greatest moments in Super Bowl history. Very few people, because of that play, remember on first down it was a walk in touchdown and out of nowhere comes Hightower, you know, who 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 made the big hit, you know, to to put him second in goal. Uh against the Falcons, same thing. It's like the Falcons had to do anything except take a huge sack <laughs> and and they took a huge sack, take him out of field goal range on one drive, and then the next drive, the strip sack by by Hightower. I mean Hightower, now he's Two, three years older, he's not as... But he's had a really quiet, good second half. But Kyle Van Noy almost has come out of nowhere and has just been a monster like the last half of the season. Um, again, they you know, they're a smart team. The Rams have a good, you know, they have a good young quarterback that they were smart enough to build an offensive line around. Hey, I mean, you know, you go back, same thing. Andrew Luck has not been... Andrew Luck for three seasons. He hasn't played a season and a half, but the Colts went out and their number one draft pick was an offensive lineman this year. So the smarter teams like the Rams figured Jared Goff is a good young quarterback. Let's see how he does standing up instead of on his ass. Kind of like what the Patriots do with Brady. Right, exactly. So so they, they do. They have a really good offense, but I think our defense matches well. I also think, you know, um, the Patriots have, like I said, it's funny that they don't do great against scrambling quarterbacks. They do great against the run. They've been one of the better teams against the run. They don't get pressure on the quarterback for the most part until the last few weeks, but they do stop the run pretty well. Now, what about the Patriots running game? Patriots running game. Um, I've been saying it all year. You've heard me say it all year. My parents, who I watch most of the games with, have said it. I put it on Twitter. Got a lot of positive response on it. Two likes. You know, (laughs) that's a lot in my world. (laughs) I mean, seriously. I'm just stating the facts. Dude, I got late last night. Your wife? Hey, don't you know? You know, you want to bring details into, right. you know? Hey, like John Taylor always says in court cases, why are you bringing facts into a perfectly good argument? But you were saying about the running. Okay. Um, James Devlin will never. I uh, eighty thousand people at Gillette Stadium. I don't think there's five Devlin jerseys in the stands. And his entire family trees there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they have to make their own James Devlin shirts at home with Sharpies. <laughs> um, he is an old school fullback. And 
it's funny because you know my parents like when I watch games, especially my mom and I, and, and my dad. And you've seen many games. Like when I pause it, and I and I'll and I'll tell them I'm no Tony Romo calling out plays before, like you know he's getting lauded for, um, and he does do a good job at that. But I will, I, I'll tell my parents the way they're lining up. I'm like, okay, 46, big neck roll. He wears a big neck roll. I'm like, his one and only job is to hit the first guy at the line and open a hole. If you can you know, follow him and, and drive through it, he has been their running game. I mean, Sony Michelle has had a decent second half. The first half, you know, he, he he was okay, but a lot of people, myself included, calling him Phony Michelle, having a bad knee coming out of college, missing most of training camp with the knee, took him a while to get going. Uh, but, but yeah, he's uh, – and, and, and when you say running game – People think, you know, obviously Sonny Michelle, Rex Burkhead, and James White, but James Devlin has been the key to their running game. All he's been the key to the running game, and probably the last four or five games, including the Chargers game, um, as much as we've been giving, you know, Gronk is done as a catcher, he has been amazing blocking. If it, it, it and if you have no life and you've watched the all 22s and you've watched the games and you've watched all the breakdowns, the amount of blocks that 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 Gronk has been throwing, you know, at the line of scrimmage, two, three yards beyond the line of scrimmage. And, you know, that's all you got to do. You know, if you're if your running game averages four to five yards, um. It used to be the Patriots used to have to have just enough of a respectable running game so that they can't just play the pass. And their passing is more of a running game with the short passes and stuff to James White and to Jules. But their running game is a lot better. Um, and, and that's actually, it's funny, there's been no decline with Brady. Well, there's been a slight decline with Brady. But their running game has more than compensated. So he's thrown, you know, Four less touchdown passes this year than he did last year, but they, Kansas City game, the opening drive, they held the ball for nearly nine minutes, uh, 75 yards, you know, 50 plus of them, you know, on like eight runs. Right. But James Devlin to you is the key. James Devlin is, is the key. And, and, and there's not a lot of people kind of lauding his contributions as much as you are because well because he he doesn't score the touchdowns right but I, so he doesn't catch the ball but he's the battering ram right. he is literally a human battering ram that is his job he is he stands two feet behind brady and you know two feet in front of the running back and he hits the first guy at the line of scrimmage to open up the hole and you're saying that james Evelyn doesn't have a lot of fans in the stands he's kind of like the quiet you know the quiet night if you will i don't know if that's a term but um, but you're but you're here to tell everybody how much of an asset James Devlin is. In fact, I would go so far as to say that you, sir, are a Devlin's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting ten well, minutes. I to saw drop the line. Literally, you, God damn it! Did you stretch before that one? Because you're I, gonna I had, I had pull time. A muscle. I had time. I, I I don't apologize, but I will say <laughs> it's funny because in a game towards the end of the season. Twice the Patriots ran kind of a, a trick play along the goal line, handing it to Devlin instead of Sony Michelle behind him, because people are basically trying to get around Devlin. Like they want to get off the tackle and, and kind of sidestep him to get to Sony Michelle where he walked right in. And the team 
exploded. Like the Patriots, because he's one of those guys. It's like, you know, my mom will never notice him. You know what I mean? Or or my dad wouldn't notice him. Most fans wouldn't notice what he does unless somebody says, watch the hole that he opens up each and every play. But the Patriots sure know what the fuck he brings And if the Patriots day. win on the Super Bowl, which we all think he, he we will. Yes. And uh, Devlin scores a touchdown. But maybe say, say he scores the game-winning touchdown. We'll all be singing the Devlin went down to Georgia. You are seriously. <laughs> look at you. You are too help. You got to really work. You got one more to go to get the hat trick. You, you'll you'll do it. I know you. Uh, the other fun thing about Devlin is like he will catch one pass every three games. And again, it's n- very rarely it's designed for him. It's one of those passes where he's lined up as fullback. Instead of you know handing it off to the running back Michelle or Burkhead or somebody like that, you know Brady will fake the handoff and it will be a screen pass. Everything will be covered. No one covers James Devlin, and it's always a five yard dump off that again people shoot on the Patriots. You know he only throws these like three four yard passes. Yeah, he threw 40 of them and scored eight touchdowns. So I guess it it doesn't look as good as Mahomes with the highlight down the field bombs. Well, of course, he threw a couple of those last couple of weeks, Brady has. But it's like, it's so funny. The one or two passes, I'm going to say Devlin has caught three, four passes this year. And every single one, I'm so worried about him not catching it only because he's so alone. And it's one of those things like it's, it's. It's easier sometimes to catch because when you don't have time to think about it, you know, but you're all alone and it's like, and he lobs it to him. So that's a running game. Um, but but yeah, I I I think you know they didn't have they had they didn't have a running game like this the last couple times they've gone into a Super Bowl. They they have it, and, and again, James White will catch ten passes, though technically he's a running back. But they're they're more you know bubble screens and stuff like that. They're the two three yard passes that you pick up six seven yards. And we hope that you know for the Rams' sake, I hope that the defense is like really thinking about stopping Devlin because the idle brain is the Devlin's playground. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. You got it. Seriously. Uh, um, I, I mean, I've seen the mountaintop. It was an open neck goal to get the hat trick, <laughs> but it was a hat trick nonetheless, Joe. No, your working is really good. Okay. Set me up. Hey, the for devil something. made me do it. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> Look at you. Uh, so now we're talking about the meat and potatoes of the Patriots' success, and that is their offense. Uh, we have. A healthy uh, Julian Edelman. We have a healthy uh, Rob Gronkowski. And we have a healthy Tom Brady. Never before have we had such... I haven't. In the in Super Bowl. Like, what's going on? Literally, you know, it, 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 with F&H, we have, for a long time, you know, we had the joke... Um, MVP MVP jersey, like the first star of the game, you know, and the first star of the game jersey lasted. For, it, it still goes on, but it lasted a while. And then I think I think second to come was the MIP most improved, which one of the jokes is it's like if you meant it more than twice, how bad were you that you could win the most improved several times? And then one day Biff came out with 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 the. Uh, the pink no-show jersey. They, like, did you really? Were you really there? <laughs> like, if, you know, if a if a tree falls and and 
you know, and the rink in Valencia and <laughs> does it make a sound type thing. And after the Super Bowl, again, after the second Super Bowl against the Giants, and I think it was Gronk's rookie year, Biff put an 87 on the no-show jersey, which isn't fair because, I mean, he literally tore up his knee in the AFC title game. And you can see where he did it at the podium, you know, um, Belichick asked him, are you okay? He goes, yeah, I'll be good to go. I'll be good to go. The first procession the Patriots had against the Giants in that Super Bowl, they stopped double covering him. And and they covered him, but with one person kind of five feet off the line, knowing he was a decoy. Yeah, they put in Rudy against him. Like that's- <laughs> and, uh, and, and, and when you go back, it's been less than a dozen times in the past, you know, four years that both Edelman and Gronk have been on the field at the same time. And and only a handful of times that they've both been right, that they haven't obviously been battling something, fighting through something. Uh, and again, it, 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 it it's in the last two drives. So against Kansas City, Patriots took the foot off the gas. It should it should have been over a lot sooner than it was. But they, you know, Brady had the last three times they touched the ball, they had to score touchdowns. You know, they were behind by four. You know, they have to score a touchdown. And they used Burkhead. They used Sonamus Gel. They used, you, you, you know, you can go down the list. But time and time again, on the last drive, the last touchdown drive, they picked up four Three and plus tens. Yeah. A plus ten. Uh, Hogan made one great. I'm sorry, who? Hogan! They made. But if you look at the highlights from the Kansas City game, like I have a thousand times. <laughs> is Belichick calling you right by this time? Well, 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 this is what's amazing. It's like, it's Jules. It's Gronk. It's Gronk. It's Jules. It's like when you needed 10 yards, 15 yards, how are they? How, how are the same guys? And I mean it. It's like. Gronk had the most catches he's had all season. Jules had like 10 catches. And out of his 10 catches, seven of them were for first downs. And, and let's not talk about his drops. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had the one. He had the one. You know, but that's that's but it but it's true. Uh, you know, I did want to talk about Jules. Uh, you know, aside, you know, we'll get to Jules in a minute. But to focus on this, the running game's been good. They have a healthy Brady. Obviously, something was wrong. The second half of the season with Brady, and and yes, I'm an apologist. They were 11 and five. We thought they'd be 12 and 14 or 12 and four, like they always are. I was really hoping for a 13 and three season, legitimately. But they had some games on the road. Okay, okay, they had some games on the road that they shouldn't have lost, but they did. Beginning of the season, and again, I'm being apologist, but they didn't have Jules the first four games. They didn't have Danny Amendola. They lost Cook. You know, Gronk wasn't right. Wasn't at the OTAs. And they got rid of, you know, um, Deion Lewis. So, you know, five of his six biggest weapons weren't at his ready the first four or five games of the season. Then yeah. Brady gets hurt halfway through. You, you saw where he fucked up his knee. Um, the two weeks off, having that home by, when they came out against the Chargers, it's like they had a month off, like like a college football thing between, you know, their last bowl game and the national championship. They were so well-rested. Um, the last two games at home, the bye week, by the time they played the Chargers, they hadn't been on a plane in five weeks. I, I think it really helps, and now this helps. Um, you know, so, so you, you know, you, you go down all the positives. I don't want to be too overconfident because we – 
you just broke down. There's no shitty teams here. St. Louis has a great coach, a good quarterback, a great running back, a good receiving core, and and a pretty ferocious defense. I mean, they do. They got, you know, they got great pass rush. So um, I guess it all comes down to the kickers. It all comes down to the kickers who they have the better puncher. I think we have the better kicker. It's interesting because this might be the first Super Bowl that the Patriots have played. It's going to be interesting to see. Um, St. St. Louis, the Rams don't have a huge fan base. And although they moved from St. Louis a couple years ago, and that's pretty close to Atlanta, yeah, they're, they moved because they didn't have a great fan base. Yeah. And I'm guessing the fans that they did have probably aren't loving the fact that, oh, now you're good? Again, like they were good. Uh, who did the Patriots win for their first Super Bowl in 2001? Who was it? Oh, that's right. Uh, not a lot of carryover from that. But I'm thinking, you know, this might be, people are talking the first Super Bowl in a while that the Patriots, there's no home game. Like like 90% of the tickets are corporate, mm-hmm. and it's to be at the event. It's not to cheer for this team or that team. You might buy a jersey on the way and then have an allegiance one side or another a rooting interest a little bit, but it's not like... I mean, I couldn't say... I, I take some umbrage with that because, I mean, I think we've seen in past Super Bowls the amount of Patriot fans that make their presence known. Maybe it's because mass holes are just louder. Right, but the Eagles last year was definitely... The Seattle crowd was definitely a Seattle crowd. The Falcons, it was definitely more of a Falcon crowd, and definitely, without a doubt, it was it was seventy percent Eagles, right? Because they had never made it. It was like this is it. Like this was their, you know, um, this was their 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 night in the sun. What? Last year, it was everybody's two favorite teams. It was the Eagles. And who's ever playing the Patriots? (laughs) (laughs) So, so that was the rooting interest. So that's going to be interesting, but. Like I said, usually you would say a young coach, you know, a, a younger quarterback, but but they do. They have a great defensive coordinator. They have a great, you know, offensive coordinator and their head coach. Um, so, but I am. I'm excited to see Julian Edelman healthy, Gronkowski healthy, Sony Michelle healthy. All the weapons are there. Tom Brady. And Tom Brady. Um, so yeah. now we're getting into uh, the meat and potatoes of our podcast which is predictions. What do you see as being, uh, you want to take a half, you know, quarter by quarter, half and half, you know, how do you want to break down the score? Like, so the Patriots have come out, gosh, I think it's like four or five games in a row. And they did this a couple seasons ago where they scored on almost every opening drive and they scored on, you know, easy on the Chargers to start the game, easy on Kansas city. That's a coin toss. though. However, however, they're they're nine Super Bowls and how many Super Bowls? Uh, this is the this is Brady's ninth. How many? Nine. <laughs> Be like Hitler. <laughs> Don't smoke. <laughs> All right, stop. So, but seriously, he um, <laughs> they start off so slow in the Super Bowls. I don't know why they do, but they have horrifically bad. I mean, you you see the stats. It's like the lowest. You know, completion rates, the lowest yardage, the most punts. They do not come out of the gate hard. And uh, I said this last year, and I think I said this the year before. This is the year they come out guns a blazing. And um, I, but now I, they have the guns. I, I do. I, I think it's not over at halftime. I hope it's over at halftime. I hope this is why you don't want to see Maroon Five. I really don't. <laughs> Does anybody want? Who wants to see Maroon Five? 
Adam Levine. Yeah, other than that. <laughs> I mean, hey, that guy can shred. Do and you I- know who, like, are you old like me? Yes. Are you an old racist like me where when you hear the special guest, you have no the fuck idea who they are? <laughs> like, because the last week it's like, special guest. This uh, this guy. Whitley Wadley. <laughs> special that was a special right. guest. Okay, Zoe Boy. <laughs> yeah. What? It's like, should I should I know these guys? Right. Yeah, you know, and because you are fifty years old almost ish. Not quite yet. But I'm with it. I'm street. You're not you just said you're street. <laughs> and that is not being with it. Okay. That's I, whack, man. That's <laughs> wiggity, wiggity whack. Wiggity whack. <laughs> You better check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> so that's. Uh, but let's get back to, back to the basics here. So, do you, what's the final score? Final score, because we're running low on time here. Uh, we're in garbage time here on the podcast. Thirty-eight twenty-four Patriots. Thir- wow. Thirty-eight. Now, what does Vegas Patriots. have right now as a line? Well, it's funny. It's the game started like right after the conference championships. One point favor for the Rams. The Rams minus one. The money. So flew into the Patriots that Vegas is like, oh fuck, and to have a four point swing, to have a four point swing, meaning minus three for the Patriots, yeah, because minus three for the Pats now. To have a four point swing with nobody on either team got injured, <laughs> the venue hasn't changed, right? Nobody's on the injury report. It's all about speculation, and um, where everybody on fan interest, yeah, right, like fan. Yeah, and so that's the thing. I mean, if you got your money in right away, it, the line doesn't change. If your bet was that, you know who doesn't hate the Patriots? Who's that? Degenerate gamblers. That's so <laughs> fucking true. <laughs> so so true. Uh, but okay, so thirty-eight twenty-four. I am not as optimistic as you are. Who who is? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, and by the way, you're Mister. Like you know, they got the game in the bag. They're up by twelve with two minutes left to go, and you're like, I don't know, man. They could blow it. It's it's not over till it's over, but yet you're like, yeah, thirty eight twenty four, man. It's gonna be over at halftime. Why are we even watching? <laughs> Why are we even playing? Just bring the bring the uh, Lombardi Trophy straight to the Crafts House. Uh, no, it's not gonna be that close. I think it'll be. Um, I don't know about shootout. It might be a low scoring event. It may can't. It might come down to a field goal, a kick. You know, it could come down to the wire. It may be uh, a rally from behind by either side. Uh, many sides. I would say uh, my guess is going to be closer to like 27 24. Uh, who scores last? The winner. I hate you. <laughs> Does it? No, but is it 27 24 and the Rams scored a touchdown with a minute left and tried to onside kick it? Or do you think it's, do you think, is think, it one of those things where it's as close as the score indicates? Uh, um, you know what? I'm going yeah. to. I'm going to say somebody does take maybe the maybe the maybe the Rams. It could be in typical Patriots fashion, the the Rams will or the Patriots will take a they'll be they'll they'll be down a, a score or two and then they'll rally and wake the fuck up and uh, we'll go into halftime like tied and we'll be like, all right, it's a game now. Everybody's back to normal. It's we can stop sweating through our armpits and and head and and ass and <laughs> and and focus on winning this game. But I think that it's going to be, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to come down to a field goal. That's my prediction. And, but because why the hell? I hate to ask because I'm already dreading this. Here's here's the the hot. No, it's not a hot take. But here's just a. Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Such a cliche, such a you know stupid thing to bring up. So I'm stupid. I'll bring it up. 
would you rather they come down to the Patriots having to drive for a touchdown or the defense make a stop? Oh, um, would you rather the Patriots be down right. by four and then have to score a touchdown to win, or up by four and then have to the, the really? I would much. I I mean, I would much rather be up. I mean, honestly, like the, statistically speaking, you'd rather be up going into a situation like that. But I'd probably be sweating more in that situation, even though I'd much rather be in that situation. I mean, the the the, the thing is, and, and I'm gonna say what. Everybody else outside of New England says every fucking time, how does he keep doing it? Like, three times he had to come back against Kansas City. Uh, you know, we, we're not going to go down the history of it. Yeah. 28 to 3. Two minutes, 38 seconds left. But seriously. In the third quarter. Every, every Super Bowl, and he hasn't won, he left the field with a win. He his mm. on the last time Brady touched the ball against the Giants, he drove down and won. Right, so like got off the field. Two minutes left. Same thing. When yes, when Malcolm Butler makes that interception, it was great. But they had just thrown you remember like a sixty yard bomb that went off the receiver, hit the cor- the cornerback, hit the safety, and as the receiver is falling on the ground, somehow is like. Literally a chest here from his elbow being out, but it, it lands on him. And it was a miraculous, oh my God, is it the Tyree catch again? But same thing. When they didn't win the AFC title game, you know, in and um in Indianapolis, Rashid Caldwell is me to the Homer thing there, wide alone, and it was almost an underhand toss. That puts the Patriots up, you know, by ten points. Um, so I guess statistically speaking, they, they, they were up saying, by one. Yeah. They were no, they were no, yeah. What? Yeah, they were up by one. They scored a touchdown. The game's over. It, they didn't have the two point conversion back then. So the less than a minute, they have to settle for a field goal. Here comes Peyton Manning, and it's the one time he comes back and does it. And it's like, okay, so Brady didn't win that game, but every time he left the field, they scored on his last possession, except for you know last year against you know the Eagles. But I mean, he throws five hundred and three yards and doesn't win. So that's the thing. It's like. How many times have we seen him sit on the sideline and watch his defense blow it? Just all you have to do is anything but let them score an eighty-yard drive with four seconds left. Do you think that really Miami? Get, do you think that do you think that gets in the defense's head? I mean, we have we go through different rosters each year, but like there's a, there is sort of like a, a mentality where if you're if you're up and you have to protect a lead or nurse a lead and just sort of just burn the clock down well, I do mean, you, do you, do you freeze as did a Did you see the time of possession against Kansas City? Oh god. Yeah. I, I I mean it oh, was in the first half. I mean even the overall, second half. Yeah, yeah, overall. I mean they scored they scored 31 points and had the ball for less than 20 minutes. And and what you hope and, and these are professionals so there's no big rallying speech but the defense hasn't had major turnover from last year to this year. Those guys, now granted, we're not going to talk about why Malcolm Butler didn't play. Like, yeah. on our deathbed, I will be saying, <laughs> why didn't he play Malcolm Butler? That said, the other guys on the field, Nick Folds, a career backup quarterback, score six touchdowns against him. You know, a career backup guy marched down the field time after time after time. 
And, you know, again, Brady threw for 503 yards. He, right. you know, Brady did not lose that Super Bowl. The Patriots didn't win that Super Bowl, but Brady did not lose that Super Bowl. He didn't lose the second, you know, the second one against the Giants. I mean, both Giants games, he wasn't great. Right. He wasn't great, but he did score. There's been so many games where he hasn't always been great. I mean, when we say that, it, it's true. Yeah. He was pretty great last year, you know. Um, and so that's it. So the defense really... Yeah, I, I put it more on them because again, their defense is great, but you do have all your all your weapons. Every toy in the toy chest is open to Tom. Like everything. The running game, the short passing game. No, they don't have the stretching down the field thing um that 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 other people have, but it's not really there. I mean, then again, I mean he did. He had a thirty yard pass to you know, to Dobson, which is great. I don't know if you saw the highlight because Jules was mic'd up and, and just Jules being mic'd up is just porn for me mm-hmm. because, and I do want to talk about all the shit that, that people have been talking about the Patriots like the last, well, since the playoffs. Okay, we have, you know, we've been going on for 45 minutes. What's another 45? But but he's old. And after he throws this great 30-yard thing, you know, down the field, Jules goes over to him. He goes, nice ball. You're too fucking old. He walks away and looks back. You're too old. <laughs> you know, I, and the and somebody took that. You know, you're too fucking old. You're too old. And and just took that like four second clip and it says, um, I hear this every time I'm at Chuck E. Cheese in the ball pit. <laughs> this, is, this is every man. And by the way, you're old because there is no more ball pit at Chuck E. Cheese. That's how old you are. Wow. Was I talking to the the bathroom? Uh, So we, um, so seriously, it's the defense has to say, look, we, you know, we can't not win this. Let's, you know, and they have, they have to have pride. I mean, you know, Tom didn't, Tom didn't, you know, throw any, you know, threw the one pick in the end zone, but it's not his fault that they gave up 31 points last week. You know, they didn't score on the two picks that Tom threw. So it's, so the defense really has to shut. These down. guys down. That that that's that's what I'm counting on. And it's pretty much a foregone conclusion. No, Brady's not retiring. Brady has to play a couple more years. Not because I want him to, um, but because of the TB12 thing. He has to play good the next couple years um, in order for him to – his next phase of his life. He's been saying for five or six years he wants to play to at least 45. He wants – so if he – Plays at least 43, 44, gets hit or something like that. As long as it's not a huge Max Kellerman decline, like he says. But Gronk's probably gone. And again, yeah, Gronk, the last couple regular season games, caught like one or two passes, did good blocking, but wasn't Gronk. Um, against, against the Chargers, he had a decent game catching. But last week he was Gronk. He caught like six passes. I want to say four of them were for first downs. He caught a couple five, six, seven-yard catches and ran for five or six yards with guys draped on him. Uh, he's had two weeks off. You know, he wants to go out a winner. He, he's he's not he's a really smart guy, as much as he, the Tide Pod stuff and whatever people want to say. He's a pretty smart guy. He understands it. Tom's legacy is set. He's probably a Hall of Famer, but you know what? A Super Bowl... MVP trophy, uh, a great Super Bowl game where he catches six, seven passes for 70, 80 yards is going to go a long way. Now, what about Edelman? Edelman, here's the thing. When they talk about Tom Brady, 
uh, dinking and dunking, short five, ten yard things. Um, it, it, and, we, and we joked about it watching the Charger game. I mean, it's it's what thirty five to seven, and we were saying, yeah, the talking points tomorrow is going to be that it's all this screen passes, it's all these four five. It's like. Yeah, and they all can, these first downs, right? Too they, many first downs. They like at one point during the Charger game, they showed the stat that the Patriots had twenty-one first downs, and the Chargers had run twenty plays. Like they had more <laughs> first downs, and they were they were you know five or six first downs on the way down the field to score touchdowns. And then, of course, the next day you had the Max Kellermans and, and the and the you know Rob Parkers and stuff like that, and the Colin Coward saying it's like it's this short little screen shit and blah blah blah. It's like, dude, they they just won in Kansas City on the road. That said, that target is often Julian Edelman. Uh, here's the here's the thing. It's like even locally, Julian Edelman is kind of a tool. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's kind of he's kind of obnoxious and he is the uh so where are we going spike what are we doing <laughs> nah we wouldn't want to do that what we spike he he's been a a tom brady jock sniffer ever since he was a rookie he's been trying to i mean he has i thought it was a joke when he came out with his je11 clothing line <laughs> did, i did i thought he was i literally thought he was mocking because he's friends with tom brady i thought he was mocking the tb12 stuff with his je11 stuff nope right serious as a heart attack um and people, again, I would I would say like he should have come out with Julian Edelman wear, right, right. But his logo looked. I no, mean, but, you know, I if, did. I thought he was gonna. But if he came out with Julian Edelman wear, he could be J E W. Come on. <laughs> okay, come on. I see what you oh see. God. Wow. Oh. What would what no? Do, what would J T? Hold on. What would J E do? What would yeah? What, what would Jesus do? And and shut up, Chuck. Anyways, well, who cares what would Jesus would do? What would Jules do? Yes. So, what would Jules do? So he doesn't. He doesn't have this uh, Darren Hester reputation for. I think Darren Hester has a record for like nine or ten um, kickoffs or punts returned for touchdowns. Which after the first five or six. Yeah, he's standing over there. Why don't you kick it in the other direction? But Jules does. Like every year, except last year when he was injured, um, he's always in the top five of yards returned, you know, punts returned. You know, he's a great punt returner when he doesn't almost muff it. Um, But he does. I mean, people don't, people probably don't remember because his first couple years, Welker was still on the roster. Julian Edelman was the kickoff returner and the punt returner. And that's how he got Wes Welker's job. I mean, he literally, you know, made Wes expendable, which was unthinkable to people like me back then. That I love Jules back then, but I could never imagine him filling Wes Welker's shoes. But he has. Julian Edelman right now is second all time and catches in the playoffs behind Jesus and Cleats, uh, Michael Irving, three-time Super Bowl, you know, winner with the Dallas Cowboys, considered one of the greatest receivers of the 90s, refers to Jerry Rice as Jesus and Cleats. Um, Julian Edelman is second behind 
Jesus in cleats for the number of catches in the playoffs. Now, granted, he's played a lot of playoff games, but do you hold that against him? Um, and now, if he he's 44 yards away from passing Michael Irving in second place and most yards cut in the playoffs. This doesn't count. I mean, I don't think Michael Irving or Jerry Rice return punts or return, you know, kickoffs. And Jules hasn't returned kickoffs in a long time, but he returns punts still. He he's still, you know, Julian Edelman uh, has thrown a touchdown pass in, in a very important playoff game. They're down by 14, the the double pass to Amendola. Uh, I'm bringing this up because people here even mock, is he a Hall of Famer? Of course he's not a Hall of Famer because he doesn't have the – well, I was going to say he doesn't have the circus catchers. Of course he has the circus catch against Atlanta two seasons, years ago. You know, He's surrounded by four guys. How he caught it, how the ball never hit the ground, it, it is. It's one of the you – know, it, it's up there with like the immaculate reception and yeah. other things like that. Um, so he's not done playing. So if he has a good Super Bowl, if he, if he has an average Julian Edelman game, now, granted, I think Jerry Rice is like sixty catches ahead of Jules. Like he's at like one sixty, and Jules, or he's like one fifty four, and Jules is like ninety eight. You know, on catches, uh, and the other people behind Jules, like the top five people behind Jules, are out of football. So by the time Jules gets done, if he plays another two or three seasons, and the Patriots play one or two playoff games. There's a small chance. There's a very small chance that he'll catch. But it's it's not unheard of that Julian Edelman has had a 10-catch game. Now, granted, he has 10, 5, 8-yard catches because there's two guys on Gronk and there's one guy running downfield. You know, Hogan, who has better speed, you know, going downfield. But Jules catches in traffic. Uh, knock on wood. He catches. How he doesn't fumble when he gets hit the way he does It is amazing. But if he catches for 44 yards, he's second all time in yards, you know, in in the Super Bowl or, or, or in the in the um, in, in, in the playoffs. How do you say that somebody who's second and you know the most catches and second in the most yards has thrown a touchdown pass? And if he wins, this will be his you know his third ring and four trips to the Super Bowl. He wasn't there last year, but three rings. I mean, you know, I don't think there's a lot of wide receivers with that kind of pedigree who are out. And he's just this little obnoxious thing that but do you think that you know the Rams aren't worried about like well who who's covering Jules? You know, do we put our best corner on Jules? Or our, our best linebacker on Jules, or our second best linebacker on Jules, and move our best linebacker over, you know, our double up a linebacker with with a corner on Gronk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's a. So you're saying the Patriots are going to win? I'm saying the Patriots are going to win. I'm going to say it's been it's been so enjoyable. Yes. Patriot fans obnoxious. I am the worst case scenario. I am the worst of the worst of the worst. I'm snotty, condescending, arrogant, like tweeting things out like, you know, the Patriots, the city really needs this championship because we haven't had a parade since October. I mean, those are the <laughs> douchebag things that people in New England, you know, you know, say what. And, and I've been harsh on the Patriots this year. Here's the funny thing. It's like, 
all season long, every time they've not won a game or Brady hasn't been great, it's like, well, he missed the OTAs in July. He doesn't have the same work ethic. And he hasn't. He hasn't had the same fanatical posting on Instagram all summer, his insane workouts. He wasn't at the OTAs. He wasn't at the field every day first. He wasn't putting in these crazy hours. And everyone's like, his commitment's gone. He's not as interested. Football isn't as important to him. And he still gets to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, and and but what fuels me, what gets me really engaged, it, it's like when you talk shit about your mother or your wife. Oh my god, my wife is you know a couple guys going drinking. It's like yeah, she's overbearing. I don't do anything right. She's always nagging me. Yeah, she's tough. What did you say about my wife? You know yeah. what I mean? It's like my mom's a bitch. Yeah, your mom can be hard on you, man. What did you say about my mom? I am like that because the closer you got to the playoffs, it's like, oh, they're in an easy division. It's not fair. You know, it's the Jets and it's the Bills. And it's like, he's not that good. He's always in. Um, and then it's like, well, they always play a cream puff. And they have. They've played cream puffs in the first round before. They play cream puffs in the second round again when Team Tebow comes to town. But they've all, you know, but that's the thing. It's like the falling off a cliff and all the bullshit of – well, okay, sure, they beat Phyllis Rivers, and it was a you know, and they finally had a big game. But he's three and four on the road in the playoffs. The reason he's so good is he always gets to play at home. Well, because the Super Bowls aren't considered road games, and it's true. Yeah. So you lost to Peyton Manning, who forever you were comparing to be the greatest. You know him. He's lost two of the three road playoff. Um, losses have been to Manning on the road. So it's like that's why they were so excited and everybody talking, even locally the guys are talking, it's like well, it's lucky they were offside. Oh, it's lucky it wasn't an interception. Oh, it's lucky it didn't hit Elman. It's like everybody, and now they're trying to bring the cheating thing back and what I love is a couple people have brought up to Flakegate and I'm gonna completely play Devlin's Devlin's advocate. advocate. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. That was so awesome. Um, let's say, yes, that they intentionally took 0.2 um, tenths of a PSI out of a football. Because that's all it was. It was two tenths. Let's, okay. Tom Brady did it all by himself. He cheated. And they took the balls away from him. And they made him play with the fair balls. Well, and that game against the Colts, he ends up going and throwing four touchdowns in the second half. Then they go on to win the Super Bowl, you know, two weeks later with the league and the whole world watching him. And then the next year, under the scrutiny of every ball being measured and the pressure of having to testify and all this stuff, what does he do? He goes on to be the league MVP. <laughs> and no, he didn't win that Super Bowl, um, you know, that year, but he, you know, you know, they didn't win. No, they did win that Super Bowl. No, let's let me get this straight. They they beat the Colts. They won the Super Bowl against Seattle. The next season is when they made it to the AFC title game. Uh, they shanked an extra point, which ended up meaning they had to go for two points at the end to tie it. They don't get the two-point conversion. But he goes from being um, winning the Super Bowl going to the AFC title game and losing on the road in Denver. The next year, oh, and, and being league MVP, uh, the next year they uh, 
They beat Atlanta in the Super Bowl, and this year they're back in the Super Bowl. So ever since Deflategate, Brady has gone to three Super Bowls in a row, uh, winning two of, you know, he's been to four Super Bowls in the last five years. So ever since Deflategate, you've made it to four out of five Super Bowls. You've won three so far. Why are people bringing it up? Like, like I, why I, I are want, people bringing it up? I want the record to show that I did not bring up Deflategate. I, you did. No, no, but that's what I'm saying. Everybody is. like, and by, I mean everybody. And I know Biff's saying, let it go, and he'll tweet something about it, and rightfully so. And I want to bring it up, except all the shows are bringing it up again. Like Because there's, there's, there's 24 hours of news to fill. No, but, the, but there's... There's local talk stations, Mm -hmm. there's national shows, there's ESPN, there's Fox Sports, there's the NFL Network. Each one of these talking heads have to, and the easiest lowering fruit to say, well, he's all, and here's the other thing. Oh my God. Deadspin. (laughs) No, did you see the Deadspin put out looking for, like they said, here's here's the address to anonymously contact us for dirt on Tom Brady. It, look it up. It's mm-hmm. on Twitter. Because people are saying there's no way he's 41 years old and being able to do what he does. They're saying, and, and, and then of course, you know, you have the Rob Parker say, well, there's got to be something. It's got There's got to be PhDs or steroids. And, and again, you know, Drew, had Drew Brees not got fucked, would they be saying, well, how is Drew Brees in the Super Bowl? How he's 40 years old. Mm-hmm. He's a year, less than a calendar year younger than Tom Brady. How come you don't hear the, and that's, that's what we love. Like the fact that everybody's now trying to say this has got me more engaged. Um, well, we've run out of time here on the Super Bowl 53 unnecessary uh, preview show from Carnival Personnel. So, what's your final score? Mine is twenty-seven, twenty-four. I say it's going to come down to a field goal. You didn't say who? Patriots. Okay, and I am sticking with my thirty-eight, twenty-four. All right, and I'm saying thirty-eight, twenty-four, thirty-six. Now, who do you have MVP? <laughs> uh, <laughs> see what I did there? MVP. Um, you know, Devlin. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> he, he had one game where he scored two touchdowns. But that's that's one of the brilliant things that the Patriots have done in so many things. Are you expecting the ball to go to him that much? Right. I mean, I mean, you got the Dobson. Hogan, where's he been all year? I mean, he has barely been targeted. But when he was, he's come up big. I mean, or is it just too easy to say Brady? Not Brady. Okay, you can't say Brady. You can't say Goff. Who, 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 who do you have for MVP? Uh, maybe Gronkowski. I say Brady. <laughs> well, I, 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 no, I'm just being No, you, 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 you say Brady because you know it's going to be Brady. No, but, uh, you know, it'd be great if it was Gronk. I'm pulling for Jules. I, I really am pulling for, for it to be Julian Edelman. Um, yeah, we'll see. We Only time will tell. And uh, luckily for you, you only have to wait how many hours? Uh, by the time this drops, well, when we started... It was 85 hours. So I think we got about, what, 12 hours? Right. <laughs> just seems like I've been talking. So you've days. just been listening to part one of the <laughs> Super Bowl 53 preview by Jacques. And Joe. No. I'm editing myself out. <laughs> you, you will not take that Devlin gold out of here. Uh, the uh, Devlin went down to Georgia. Because <laughs> you know if he scores a touchdown, that's what they're going to say. Something's going to happen. Yep. I called it. I'm a hack. So, uh, all right. Well, go Pats. And um, Jacques, thank you for your insight. I'm sorry we ran out of time. My apologies to Matt Damon. And Jacques, don't forget, 